Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast, where we talk about everything One Direction, from news to album updates to the weird thing Harry did on stage the other night. Talk Direction, by the fans, for the fans. This week on Talk Direction, we discuss Niall mysteriously fracturing a bone, Zayn's sudden love for social media, and a great article that defends fandom culture. This isn't the fandom episode, but it's sort of like a prequel to it. Welcome to episode 12 of Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. And this is our 12th episode of Talk Direction. We are both now at school, like moved into for the new semester. So that's cool. Um, my roommate is, I have a new roommate and she's out going home for the um, long weekend so I don't have to break it to her yet that I um, run a One Direction podcast. And <laughs> break it really to her. Nice. <laughs> I know right? It's gonna, I'm gonna have to have like a sit down talk and be like alright listen I know you think I'm like fine but did you know dot dot dot. What if she's like a big like fan of One Direction and then you guys bond and then what if she's like secretly a listener and she already knows? Oh my god, that'd be really cool. Yeah. She's like waiting for me to bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's the case though. That'd be so funny. But it would be. Um, okay, and also, um, Karen and I have been texting a lot about this, that our concert is next Saturday. And That's less than a week. less than a week. Yep. Wow. So freaking awesome. Oh my god, I cannot explain. Like, I think like, I live in a, a state of denial but, like, when I realize just, like, little bits, like, I can see, I mean, I get to hear, like, No Control live and in front of my face. Like, when that oh hits me. Oh, my God. Me, and Drag Me Down. It's going to oh be insane. Oh, my God. Girl Almighty, holy. I just, I'm. Yes. I cannot deal with this right now. I know. Wow. Really? Because, um, like, they didn't have four out last time we saw them. Yep. Right? Nope. So, like, this is awesome. I know. I'm so excited. And also, it's, like, the last um show of the u.s leg which always is crazy so i'm ex- we're excited to like experience that live and in person and it could be the last tour in the u.s for a little bit you know like when they go on break and stuff okay well so that's, not, that's, that's a little less exciting <laughs> no but it means like this is their last u.s show for like a couple years probably at least oh god or something i don't know i'm excited that that's happening <laughs> oh geez okay um, I'm kind of sad that we're not 21, though, because, like, if they just, like, hung out in Boston bars, like, after the show or whatever. Um, yep, so sad. Too bad. I know. I'm literally, like, a month away. Maybe two months. Oh, my God. That's so exciting. Yeah, crazy times. Crazy um, times. But the sad thing is it might rain the day of our One Direction concert, but, like, the fact that we're still going to see them, like, I can't complain. You know what I mean? Yeah, and let's just pray for, like, white t-shirts or something. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I think it meant on us. I'm like, what are you saying? <laughs> no. Okay. On the boys, yeah. obviously. And then I also said on Twitter, I said this already, but, like, I kind of hope it does rain. Or, like, it, it doesn't really matter to me because then I can cry and, like, it'll only, you won't be able to tell if I'm crying or not. So I could cry the entire yep. concert and no one will know except, like, me in the sky, you know? <laughs> okay. So let's move on to the news now. Mm-hmm. Um, our first news is about Zayn being active on Facebook and Instagram. I know he got a new Instagram this past week, and it's just at Zayn. Yeah. Um, and then I was looking up the Facebook. I know Kara put this in, but I didn't see... It seems to be, like, shut down right now or something. Oh, what? 
or it, like, popped up saying, like, this is, like, you can't go to it or something. Oh, really? No. Okay, What did you see about the Facebook earlier? Because he was, like, posting, um, it was, like, verified, and, um... Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, it's coming up for me. I don't know which one you're seeing. 19 million people oh. liked it. It's verified. He has the picture of, like, him kissing the dog as his header, and... Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, my God, he posted, um, the picture of Oh, no, him. I saw the dog pic. I saw the yeah. dog pic. Yeah. Then he posted the, like, he's posting, like... Some pictures he already posted um, with different captions. Like, he posted the picture of him shirtless holding a dog with Yo Dog, and dog was with the W G, W A G. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's been using his Instagram and his Facebook, which um, I'm sort of wondering, like, is this... He never seemed to be someone to, like, go on social media that much, so is this a way for him just to, like, stay connected with the fans, stay relevant? Um, I think that maybe, like, now he has more control of his image. Maybe he is more inclined to. Maybe because he was, um, I mean, I have no idea, like, how much they're restricted in One Direction. But maybe he feels, like, more um, inclined to post, like, things now that he can just, like, have free reign. Like, I'm assuming he has free reign. I, who knows? They, like, I feel like celebrities probably never have free reign on their social media accounts. Yeah. Although, with stuff he's done in the past, who really knows? Okay, that's very true. Um, but I um, thought it was, like, kind of funny that he, like, is really active on Facebook because that's such a random like me- like social media platform because I feel like no one really uses Facebook except like parents and like your aunts. <laughs> um, exactly. But Facebook is not the best way to connect with celebrity type things. Yeah, because I never like check on Facebook for my celebrity updates. You know what I mean? I just like yeah. only see the cele- uh, like the updates that Zane posted on Facebook like on Tumblr or Twitter or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still yeah. not complaining because like. I still, like, any new things from him is, like, interesting. But um, mm-hmm. I'm just, like, wondering, like, maybe he used, like, MySpace back in the day. Like, <laughs> I'd love oh to God. know. Yeah, I never How had a MySpace. But, yeah, we were kind of young. Um, I don't know. Was One Direction too young for that? He was a little older than us. So, wait, how old is he now? 23? Um, yeah, 23. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think he was, like, probably right around the age that, like, MySpace was, like, a thing. But who knows? Well, maybe he did. Yeah, I would just love to see his MySpace. If the boys all had MySpaces. I know. Um, and then also a picture on Instagram that Zane posted. It was actually the first picture that he posted. Um, was a magazine, his magazine co- um, cover for um, Interview Magazine. Mm-hmm. And it's for the September issue, the hashtag me issue, which also has, like, featuring artists like Selena Gomez, Miley Cyrus, Kim Kardashian West. Um, and his picture was a picture of him shirtless in a bed. Yeah. Sort of looked self selfie-ish. I don't know if it was a selfie. No, yeah, it was. Did you see it on um, Kim Kardashian's, like, Instagram? I don't know why. That just, like, gave me the most trouble saying that. But her Instagram, um, apparently the way they did this shoot, um, was they the photographer was like FaceTiming them and like they were just like um, I don't know if he was screenshotting or what but like that's how they did the photo shoot like they FaceTimed and like took oh, pictures that yeah, way I saw, I saw Kim Kardashian doing that yeah I think that's like the exact same thing that happened with Zayn so oh, so cool yeah because I think that that's like oh. what they were trying to do like for like an Instagram um, issues like them taking selfies or like make it sort of like a play mm-hmm. on that yeah. Um, so yeah, they were supposed to like capture the artist how they wanted to be captured or something, mm. um, in a way that they were comfortable. So, again, we see Zayn 
doing things without the boys, which is kind of weird, but I'm sort of starting to get used to it. Yeah, in that vein, um, when I was trying to figure out, like, what I would have, like, my 1D as, um, because we're doing that segment again this, this time, and, like, I had to, like, make myself realize that I didn't add Zane, like, um, I just did the four boys, and then I'm like, oh, wait, we're including Zane in this. Yeah, it's just, like, weird. Like, my, like, initial reaction wasn't to add him in. I was like, whoa, like, this is change in scenery. I don't know. It's weird. Okay, so there's also a picture on Instagram of Zane at a piano, and I was wondering, like, I don't think he plays the piano, but, like, what, is he writing music there? Does he actually play? Is he learning to play? Um, I don't know. I, yeah, that's intriguing. I wonder if he would. I mean, oh, sorry. I'm, I mean, it looked it looked nice, but yeah, I wonder if he's just like posing and got someone to like take a picture of him. Probably, <laughs> all for the picture. Yeah, right? I feel like a lot of people do that, like with guitars. I haven't really seen that with the um, pianos a lot. <laughs> mhm. The thing is, like, I know Harry's gotten pictures with guitar, but I feel like he is trying to learn, which is so cool. I mean, maybe we don't um, know. <laughs> true. I mean, Niall said something about like teaching him or something i forget yeah um but i want them all to play play instruments mm. um okay and then the boys have been in new york city recently which is so sad because like i'm here too and i feel like we're in the same city we're so close but like the chances of me ever like running into them is very slim to none yeah um and that niall and liam went to the u.s open and of course like just like any other sporting event, Niall's been like tweeting about it a ton and like meeting all the players and becoming best friends with everyone, um, which is fun. And then there was, did you see the um, photo set of Niall and Liam together at the U.S. Open? Oh, I didn't realize they were together. Yeah, there was one where they were like sitting next to each other and they were looking down at Niall's phone or yeah, Niall's phone and like laughing. It was just really funny and everyone wanted to know what was on the phone. Oh, that's cute. I wonder what it was. We'll never know. Yeah. Texting someone or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was cool. And then also, I saw yesterday that Niall actually fractured his foot. Um, I didn't know this happened, but um, he'd been wearing a boot. Uh, he wore one to the Montreal show that they just had. Um, and apparently he just woke up and his foot was hurting and he didn't really know how it happened. Um, but he fractured his foot. I have no idea how you can fracture your foot without knowing. Like, I feel like something would have happened where you're like, okay, that's what caused it. I mean, maybe he was drunk and just didn't remember. Like, I don't understand. Like, how could you <laughs> fracture, a, like, a bone and, like, not know how it happened? You can't just, like, I wake up and no just, like... Idea. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no idea. But he was posting a picture on Instagram without the boot on, and it, like, seemed like he's getting better and he's okay. I wonder how long he has to wear that. I don't know how long you have to wear things for a boots for fractures. Yeah, I have no idea. I wonder but. if he's going to wear it at our show, probably, right? What? I wonder if he's going to wear it at our show. Yeah, I know. I don't know. And, and does it hinder him getting around on stage and stuff? Yeah, just him, know. like, wobbling around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he has to be careful because he also has messed up knees I know. And stuff, oh, my so God, that better. poor boy. I know. Um, okay, then there was another Instagram picture that Liam posted um, of him smoking um, on a plane. Yeah. And while the picture looked very artistic and, like, he looked nice in it, smoking on a plane is not cool. So <laughs> we just wanted to mention that. I just don't understand, um, like, why he would do that to himself because I feel like that would be so gross to just sit in, like, a stale, like, smoky plane. 
Yeah, unless it was just like a posed picture, but it's definitely illegal whether you're like famous and have your own plane or not. Oh, I think it's just illegal generally. So I know Justin Bieber was smoking on a plane once and it turned into this huge thing. I think he may have been smoking pot, <laughs> but like either way, you can't smoke on a plane. Like that's just so dumb. Yeah, why didn't um, he just like pose with like a crayon or like a pretzel? That you know, would have been funny. Yeah. <laughs> It was a very um, nice picture, though. He looked really good, but at the same time, yeah. save your lungs, Liam. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but on a more positive Liam on Instagram note, uh, today, actually, he's been posting pictures of him braiding. I think it's probably Sophia's hair, Yeah, right? probably. Um, he was doing braids to her hair and, like, tweeting at Lou Teasdale, their hairstylist, saying, like, oh, there's a new hairdresser in town or whatever. Um, and he's been interacting with fans on, like, favoriting them t- their tweets about him becoming a hairdresser. And, like, I don't know. It was really funny. So What if he literally, like, <laughs> became a hairdresser, like, after One Direction? Like, that's what he wanted to do with his life. I could totally see that. Also, did you... That'd be great. Yeah, that would be, that'd be so great. Um, uh, did you see that he responded to a fan who was asking, like, um, braid Harry's hair for the next show, please and thanks. And he said, I could... I would... No, I could if he would sit still. Yeah, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, that's so I'm, cute. And then I, people questioning whether what he meant by Harry can't sit still. Like, is he just, like, too moving around? Or, like, he's just... Or I don't even know what the suggestions are, but I thought it was funny. Yeah. I would love to see Liam try to braid Harry's hair. I know. That'd be so great, because I know, like, uh, Lutez actually knows how to braid. Although Liam did a pretty good job, but I would love to see, like, Liam's attempt yeah, he did. at Harry's hair. He did, too. Yeah. And Harry's hair is so long now. You see some pictures, it's, like, insane. Yeah. I feel like it happened so fast. I don't know. I mean, he's been growing out for a while, but all of a sudden, it's, like, super, super long. I know. It's so weird seeing him with, like, short hair from, like, last year, and it just, like, doesn't look like Mm -hmm. him anymore. Like, it's, like, unrecognizable. Like, it doesn't seem like it's just a year ago. Yeah. Um, okay, then we wanted to talk about something that happened on stage the other night. Um, a fan hit Harry with, I think it was a Red Bull. It was like a metal can of something. Yeah, it looked like pretty substantial. Um, yeah, and I think there was liquid in it. Mm. Um, but he got hit in the head, which is so dangerous. And I don't understand why people throw things um, at the boys. Like, I don't know. It, I think it's just so stupid. They could actually get really hurt. I know, he literally got hit in like the face, like in the eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, like, was rubbing his head and checking to see if it was bleeding, like, later on in the show. Oh, my God. Yeah, and his mom on Twitter, it was really funny, and was, like, getting upset, saying, it's not safe, like, don't throw things. Um, yeah. So. I feel like Anne is, like, really chill, but, like, you know, she's getting all, like, protective mama bear, and, like, as she yeah. should, because, like, that's, like, really messed up. Like, ugh, yeah. my, like, like, soul, like, dropped when I saw that. Mm-hmm. that's definitely yeah. not because it's dangerous the boys are up out there in the open they can like anything can hit them like and you know this time it was a can but what could it be like it could be so dangerous I know I don't understand like so. why you would like pay especially like for floor seats like why you'd pay to go to the floor and then just like pay to hurt the boys like what is up with you man like I don't even know pay for some yoga lessons or something like relax yeah <laughs> I know the girl apologized on Twitter though so that's yeah that's good, good. I'm glad and hopefully it, like, teaches people that that's not cool and no one thinks it's funny. I know. <laughs> um, but a more positive thing that happened on stage for Harry, Kara um, 
and I were texting about this, and she called Harry her rainbow-souled son, mm-hmm. which I really liked. <laughs> um, but Harry's been wearing lots of rainbow-colored things and interacting with rainbow flags. Um, he wore um, an I Study Rainbows bracelet, um, which comes from his tweet that he tweeted, um, I think a long time ago now, um, at least a year ago, yeah. probably, um, that said, I Study Rainbows. Um and then I know he's also picked up some other rainbow-colored bracelets off the stage. And um, in Buffalo at the show, he took um, a rainbow flag out of the audience and was holding it up and, like, dancing with it and running around with it. Yeah. And this also happened at the Montreal show, too. Mm-hmm. So, what, like, do you think these decisions are thought out? Or is it just sort of like, um, oh, let me just pick up a rainbow flag? Because he's got to know, like the repercussions of it you know I mean yeah like I'm sure it's not like no one's like forcing him to do it I think that he just wants to show his support to um like all Mm -hmm. the LGBTQ plus fans and I think that's like so Mm -hmm. like great because like I I know that a lot of young fans and even like older fans like it it means so much um Mm -hmm. and like my background right now is Harry like holding up the rainbow flag or the pride flag and it just like makes me so happy it just like what a guy, you know? Yeah, I love that. You know. I love that about him, that he's just like, I'm going to do it. Like, I don't care. And I hope it becomes, like, a thing that he does every show. I know. Like, that would be cool. Yeah, if he does I it at our it's show. It's cool to s- Yeah, <laughs> oh, I hope he does. I know, I'm going to die. I think it just... Because you don't see, like, a lot of young people sticking themselves out there like that or yeah. whatever. And he just doesn't seem to care, so... I love it. I like that. And then um, also his mom retweeted an article about him holding up the flag. And it, it was it was a really nice article talking about, like, how supportive he's always been of the LGBTQ plus community. Mm-hmm. And um, and also was commenting like there were she was talking back with talking back and forth with some people on Twitter. And she said he radiates, doesn't he? Always has, which I thought that was really lovely. She said that um, you can see. Yeah, she said oh that. Oh, my God, I love that. Oh, yeah. So you can see how much, like, I think they're super close, which is nice to see. Yeah. Did you see on Instagram she posted, like, um, two mugs, and, like, they were, um, there was one with a G and one with a H, and she was like, when I'm missing, mm-hmm. like, at Gemma, and then when I'm missing at Harry, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, wow. Yeah. That's so cute. I love her. Yeah, it really is. She And I love how she doesn't like, show support of one child way more than the other. You know, it's really equal. Like, she's so proud of both her children. Yeah. Which she should be, because they seem like awesome people. I know. Honestly, we are just, like, huge fans of Anne, like, Anne Podcast 2015. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yes. We'll start that. Yes. Um, and then, also, I wanted to mention, there was a hashtag going around on Twitter the other day, hashtag drag me down promo, which um, got worldwide trending, and it was similar to the No Control Project. So everyone, I think, was contacting radio shows. I don't think it hit as big as No Control because that was just, like, immense, and the whole fandom really came together. Yeah. But um, it's, again, cool to see these different um, trends coming up to try to really promote One Direction from, like, a fandom side rather than from, like, the official One Direction headquarters or whatever. Yeah, that's so cool. I think Um, it was, like, sort of out of the blue. Like, I know the No Control Project was more... Um, like long term but it's like really cool to see like this mm-hmm. like just sort of popping up out of nowhere I don't know how long it was planned like I have no idea um, but I think it's like really mm-hmm. cool that like One Direction fans can just like come together in like a day and just like have this literally trending worldwide on Twitter yeah it goes to show you the power of the fans I know so true um, 
And then also, Louie was named the celebrity patron for the Stacey Mowell appeal, which um, it was this was like an originally a fund for um, a little girl named Stacy, um, who the boys had met like backstage, um, and she did, like they met her family, um, and she was suffering from a type of cancer, I believe, and she actually passed away last year, but this charity is continuing on to help other children in her honor, and Louis like, publicly pledging his support for the foundation. So, again, um, really good news having the boys in the headlines um, for something that's not stupid, yeah. you know, showing that, you know, showing that they're, like, in, invested in charities. And <laughs> Louis does, like, so like much, Louis's, like, charity work yeah. with children, and I love it. It's so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because so, I feel like I, th- I think a lot of celebrities do it just because they either feel obligated or they, um, I don't know, they have money. So they're like, I should do something. But it feels like to me that Louis really cares about um, the different charities that he's invested in. I mean, after the Cinderella ball, like him going and taking a part of that, you can just see that he really does care. Yeah, definitely. Um, Okay, so we're going to move on to the main discussion this week. Um, And this week, Kara has found an article about teenage girl culture. Do you want to talk about it a bit? Yeah, sure. So um, I saw it going around on Twitter and Tumblr, and it's from Pitchfork.com, and the title is Pop Music, Teenage Girls, and the Legitimacy of Fandom. And I think the first... um, sentence really just like kicks it off and just shows you how great of an article it it's going to be um there is no greater cultural crime a young girl can commit than loving pop music without apology and i think that's just really great i love that line. i know me too um, wow because it is it is true that and this is sort of when we're going to be talking about our fandom episode I think in two episodes, probably. <laughs> I know we've like said it was going to be episode ten, and now we're moving in. I know, but God. Um, uh, this is sort of is a good um, precursor way to yeah precursor to that because in the fandom episode we're really going to be talking about the power of the fandom, mm-hmm. and this we're and this article really demonstrates how devalued teenage girl culture is, mm-hmm. um, and and saying it's a cultural crime for a girl to commit, like, to loving pop music. It's so true, you know? Even just talking with some people I've met um, here uh, at university, like, they, talking about Taylor Swift, you know? She's like, I like Taylor Swift and I get made fun of all the time. Like, why should you be made fun of for loving Taylor Swift? Like, it it doesn't make sense, you know? Yeah. It just, like, it doesn't make sense. (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're so going... we're just pretty much. Oh, <laughs> go ahead. Oh no, no, you can go. Um, we're just going to go through this article and talk about certain quotes that we liked and discuss how it relates to the One Direction fandom. And Kara actually has done um, some research on this for college classes and stuff. Mm-hmm. So she's brought in some of that um, actual like research information. So that's going to be a part of it too. But we're going to really just try to connect it back to like One Direction and fandoms and teenage girls and make it um, understandable to our listeners as well. Yeah, definitely. And we're just going to go through the article and like um, uh, read some of the highlighted passages that we wanted to uh, bring about because, I mean, the whole article is really great and we're definitely going to link it on our Tumblr, um, talkdirection.tumblr.com. 
So, mm-hmm. yeah, you can go check it out because it's um, really great. And it um, just doesn't talk about just One Direction fans. I think it talks about Taylor Swift and I think um, the 1975, which isn't, like, considered, like, a boy band or, like, it's it's up in the air. Um, but, yeah, because they want to stay, stay away from that title and they talk about, like, why um, maybe they wanted to stay mm-hmm. away from that title and, yeah, what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so why don't we jump into it? Um, so, okay, this is from the first, um, paragraph. Blogs, fan forums, and other online communities are haven for, havens for fans to dissect every tweet and performance their idols offer up, and these spaces are often ruled by teen girls. They worship collectively, exalt in mutual understanding, and celebrate both the bands they adore and one another. In fan-dominated spaces, teen girls are the ultimate authorities. I love this. Mm-hmm. Like, teen girls, and and I want to, like, put a disclaimer that we don't think that, like, it's only teen girls in these fandoms, yeah. obviously, but I think the majority of people are teenage girls. I mean, we're not teenage girls, yeah. but we're in it. True. But we were, we were teenage girls at one point in this fandom, yeah. but now we're both 20, so. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is true that it's, like, these type of fandoms, like the One Direction fandom, is majority young girls, whether they're, like, you know, teenagers, 20s. Um, So it's cool to see something like that where that age group is, is like, the leader, the majority, rather than in a lot of places um, and other places in society where teenage girls don't have so much of a voice. Yeah, and I really love this line where it says, um, they celebrate the both the bands they adore and one another because I think that's so true. I think that fandom is such like a supportive place, and it's not just mm-hmm. like worshiping like these unattainable bands. It's really about just connecting on this mutual love of um, just something, anything, and in this mm-hmm. case, One Direction. <laughs> yeah, and you feel a part of something. You know, there's always something you can go to if you're feeling upset. You know, you have a group you have something like outside of maybe your everyday life Mm -hmm. that you feel support from which is nice yeah and I also like the ultimate authorities line because I think it is important for like um teenage girls or anyone to have like a place where they feel like they know a lot about or just like feel in control and Mm -hmm. um yeah I mean we both know a lot about One Direction I think it's just like like a hobby but it just feels like it feels cool to like know a lot about something <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and and you know when you like walk out on the street you're one of the most educated people about what <laughs> there, there is out there you know oh, yeah <laughs> something you can you can say like yeah I am like I'm the one you want to go to if you have one direction questions like listen up <laughs> exactly like I like when people like um talk to you about something like that already happened like maybe like four days ago and they're like did you hear I'm like honey like <laughs> but I still love I heard when people the do that. the second it came out. Yeah, same. Wait, what did you say? I said, I heard the second it came out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Literally the second. <laughs> um, but yeah. also I just wanted to talk about um, something from my research, I guess. Yeah, it was research. Um, and I just wanted to talk about that, like, fan community is not a new concept. It's been going on for such a long time. I know even my mom said when she was... Um, a young girl and like into the Beatles like her and her friends used to like collect like trading cards of them and, like pretend they were the Beatles and like put on performances and like talk about them and stuff 
and it just like gave them a mutual ground to like bond over and um one of the studies that i looked into and there wasn't that many um studies on this subject which is kind of sad but it was interesting to like see the ones that were um around and like actually like peer-reviewed and like legit um this one was from vicky mayer of university of california and she uh published a study about pop fan culture specific specifically on her experiences with primarily working class and working poor american teenage girls in the late 90s so this is a bit um this is a bit old but i think it still like relates heavily to us um voice crack wow okay so she found that teenage girls use pop music and the culture surrounding it to carve out their own unique spaces and find their personal identities and she was talking about how um teen girls like they were um they listened to music like that their family like um like showed them and like listened to them in their home but pop music felt uniquely their own and like their own um space that they could like find themselves in and um one of my favorite parts of this study was when um mayer talked about these three girls who were in her study um and they were sisters who fought constantly but they found that the that their mutual appreciation for InSync brought them closer together and the shared activities of collecting posters and decorating their room eased the tensions they sometimes felt as preteen um, preteen girls growing up together. Um, and I thought that was really beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that sounds like so many of the stories people have been sending us in for our fandom episode. Even just like if you take Kara and I, mm-hmm. like, I mean, we had been friends years before One Direction, but I think one Direction. I mean, we, we really bonded over Harry Potter first. Yeah. Like, that was, like, the fandom, like, thing that we were a part of before. Um, but then One Direction came, and, like, it definitely brought us so much closer. Definitely. And And even just talking about the podcast, Kara was saying the other day that, like, she felt like her and I got super close this summer because, you know, we've been seeing each other, talking every week, talking every day, like, discussing the podcast, like, planning it all out. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes a lot of, like, a lot of hours go into it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you definitely can bond over. And it does take away, like, tension from things that are going on in your life when you have sort of, um, what's the word? Like, a safe place to go. I don't know. A haven. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the word. Haven to go to. Yeah. And also, I think that, like, fandom sometimes opens up doorways to talk about other things, too, and not just One Direction. Like For sure. Yeah. And it just, like, it's really cool. Sure. Like, just different things in your life. And I think that's, like... Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool. Like, it's not just, like, us talking about, like, these, like, four or five boys. Like, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's really cool. Also, um, I didn't write about this in my paper, but I remember, like, from the study um, that the girls that she uh, worked with, um, they collected all these, like, pictures from, like, magazines and, like, the internet and stuff and, like, collected them in binders and shared them with um, their friends at school and stuff, and I thought it was, like, a basically, like, an old-school Tumblr because, like, they didn't have, like, Tumblr back then, so they just, like, shared it, like, old-school and just, like, face-to-face, and I thought that was, like, really cute and, like, cool. That's so cool. Yeah. And hearing the story about your mom with her friends, mm-hmm. it's so reflected of, like, what it is now. Yeah. And it's strange because a lot of the people who were a part of those fandoms when they were younger turn to One Direction fans and say, like, oh, they're silly, I don't understand them, when it's so much the same thing. We're not any different than girls who were crazy over the Beatles, yeah. you know? We're just in a modern era where social media is huge, and that, you know, makes it slightly different. But at the core, it's very similar. Exactly, exactly. And, yeah, I think they're just, like, very... I think it's, like, 
every generation you can see that this is like um, like fangirl culture was like always there. Um, I know I've talked about mm -hmm. like my older sister um, who was very into New Kids on the Block and we bond over that and she doesn't like make fun of me or anything. Um, one of my friends um, cousins was actually in New Kids on the Block and um, we were bonding over that um, and like I was showing mm -hmm. her pictures of like my my friend with her cousin um, and wow. yeah so just like I feel like every generation has that and I think that it's not just mm -hmm. it's not a new thing but maybe people are looking down upon it like it's a new thing just because it's different now that there's like social media and the internet to connect everyone yeah. because I know that like mm -hmm. older generations sort of just see that in general and look down on anyone who uses the internet for like any purpose even though they might like mm -hmm. they just might not understand it so they just like look down on it because they don't understand it yeah and I think that's a huge part of the problem people are not they don't do fandom type stuff mm -hmm. so they just really don't understand what it's like and I know this from my experience talking to my mom like um I've explained things to her about fandom and like she's totally supportive of me but it's interesting to see like how her understanding changes when we talk about it you know mm -hmm. and I think it would be different if people gave us the chance to really tell them what fandom was like you know yeah I feel like um there's only a certain point people can understand like unless you like actually like um experience like the happiness like it gives you I feel like there's only um, a certain point you can understand. Like, I remember me and um, Caitlin were trying to explain, like, why we are so heavily fandom-oriented. Like, we've always been heavily fandom-oriented our entire lives, basically. Mm -hmm. um, we were trying to explain that to mm -hmm. one of our other friends, and she just didn't really understand, um, which is, like, mm -hmm. fine, but um, at least she was trying to, like, gain an understanding, like, why we actually wanted to be a part of fandom. Yeah. yeah. Um, Very true. Yeah. Okay, so should we move on? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, okay. Um, but their power has an expiration date because pop artists earn respect only when they stop appealing to a teen demographic. The boy bands and girl groups, not to mention their passionate supporter, supporters that made these artists famous, are seemingly only of value when they act as stepping stones to the next better group of appreciative listeners. Drop the chase pop acts pop songs about unrequited love and hand-holding, they're taught, and move on to the right kinds of fans, adults, men. This this is how that, one becomes an artist, right? Okay, yeah. That's so powerful. I know. And it sort of states it how it is. And I know we've discussed this before, mm -hmm. where like we say that as young girls, our music isn't looked upon as like worthy or as real you know it's sort of silly and I know I was talking about Ed Sheeran at one point and I felt like I always had to you know justify that my dad liked Ed Sheeran yeah. so it was okay that I liked Ed Sheeran yeah. and that oh no he's a legitimate musician my dad likes him yeah. when once you get like adult fans or male fans it's a lot like so much more the artists seem so much more qualified or you know real music type whatever isn't that so weird like it's just so weird like think about bands that only have a teenage boy following they would never be um looked down upon in the same way that um mm -hmm. bands that only have teenage girls as a following like that's not even an issue that's not even a problem do you want to um read the next part sure um so the next part is 
But the girls who've spent a decade hanging off Swift's every word, so they're talking about Taylor mm-hmm. Swift here in the Taylor Swift fandom, yeah. um, charting her emotional growth and lyrical progression in McSweeney's and Zine's and Tumblr blogs, weren't waiting for that approval. They didn't need permission from a critic's begrud- begrudgingly positive review of the album to start taking Taylor seriously. They've done that from the start. Yeah, so this I is, think that's so cool. I know, exactly. And this is like talking about how Taylor Swift's fifth album, 1989, um, was more generally um, liked by older audiences or male audiences, and people um, people are now like looking at her differently, but the One Direction, I mean, not the One Direction, the Taylor Swift fans who've been there from the start, like, always liked mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. And now that she's, you know, being liked from adults, oh, now it's okay to like Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. or it's more legitimate liking, liking Taylor Swift, when, you know, we've been liking Taylor Swift from way back when. Yeah. That's what I think is going to happen with One Direction. Like, if they go solo, you know, they're going to be taken more seriously if they get a different audience yeah. than um, now, and then then it'll be okay to like them, you know? Yeah. But also, like, what's the difference, like, I was thinking about this, um... Because as the boys grow older, like, they probably do want to change their music. So I don't think that's a problem um, mm-hmm. because I think that um, if they just um, – they would get bored if they stayed with the same type of music forever and, like, just, like, completely, like, pop music, like, from their first album, like, for five albums. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think yeah. um, that's not what we're trying – like, we're not trying to say, like, they should have, like, stayed with their Up All Night sound for, like, five albums and, like, only appealed mm-hmm. to – that demographic, but I think what we're just saying is um, that they should be appreciated or just not looked down upon um, at any stage, I think. And, like, mm-hmm. no matter, like, who their fans are. I think mm-hmm. that's what I'm trying and, to say. And fans see that potential yeah. in them yeah. right from the beginning. Yeah, exactly. You know, just, like, if you look at the Jonas Brothers, Nick, Nick is now super famous, and he's... Like, my brother sings Jealous, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he's liked, and it's okay to like him, and his music's good, and, you know, it's acceptable. But back when he was part of the Jonas Brothers, it wasn't acceptable. Mm-hmm. But there were fans who knew they were that good from the start, yep. you know? Who saw that potential, who saw what they could be, and, and enjoyed their music when it was pop, and now now enjoy it when it's, you know, his more, um, like, rappy, hip, not hip-hop, uh, R&B. R&B type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and this is, like, basically, um, jumping off of that point. Um, when fame is girded by a swelling teenage female fan base, immediately that celebrity becomes false, temporary, and unearned. The presence of teen girls offers up a handy barometer. If they like something, you can be rest assured it's not worth a serious listener's ear. Um, and I think that's very true, because I think that if people, people are, like, turned away from bands or artists if they're mostly teenage girls or they feel ashamed if they like it and they have to like um just like preface like oh like I'm I'm like a 12 year old girl but I like this song or whatever Mm -hmm. and and people feel the compulsion to say something that makes fun of it if you bring up one direction Mm -hmm. like the it's always something said like oh one direction you like them or whenever I tell someone I like one direction I'm like like yeah, I like One Direction. Like, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Like, I'm always very timid because, I don't know. It's like, it's not serious. Yeah. 
Um, and it's weird because I still sort of feel like that, even though I'm pretty confident in like that I like mm-hmm. them. But it just sort of it's yeah. just weird. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it kind of sucks because like, yeah. Um, yeah. OK. Oh, yeah. And here's another part. Um, the crux of teen girl illegitimacy is the assumption that they are incapable of the critical thinking their older male counterparts display when it comes to their favorite bands. Um, and I think this is very true because I think that the majority of people think that teen girls um, just like things just or like just like bands because like they're cute or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And I've seen so many articles reference girls, teen girls as like um, a swarming like hormonal mass just like waiting for like One Direction to like sweat on them or something. And I'm just like, okay, first of all, um, we've talked about this before, but not every person there is like attracted to them or is like sexually attracted to them or even attracted to males. So, mm-hmm. and then the fact that they think that this is the only reason that people would like them is just because of their looks and that they're not able to critically engage with the media that they um, like consume is just stupid. <laughs> Yeah, and it and it shows in the interviews that we've talked about, you know, interviews as, asking the boys dumb questions about what they look for in a in a girl and then cuz they think all the girls want to hear that. They they always say, and this is the like what we get asked all the time where I know the girls want to hear this answer. What are your top favorite things about a girl? Yeah. Like who cares, you know? I know. That's not like, what we're let, here for. Talk to me about their music. Yeah. I want to know like why they wrote songs and yeah. all that type of thing. Yeah. And I think that's, like, completely, like, pretty much the overwhelming majority. And it's, like, totally fine. Like, um, we talk about how cute they are all the time. (laughs) Um, But I think that we can do all of those things. And it's not just – we're not just one facet of a human being. Like, Mm -hmm. we're able to critically think and also think that they're cute. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like, we're, like, a complete human being. Mm Mm-hmm. We're more than one-dimensional. So true. So true. Yeah. Okay, do you want me to read this next part? Yeah, sure. Okay, the broad stroke opinion of fangirls is that they're vapid consumers, eager to gobble up whatever scraps a band of dreamy haircuts will toss their way. They're actively challenging that perception on their own terms, but they're doing so in their enclosed spheres, far from the white noise of the world assuming they don't or can't appreciate music for the right reasons. In these safe communities, their tastes aren't ironic or irrelevant, and they don't earn credibility points for deigning to give a pop act the time of day. We're all in on one secret, critic Hazel Kill- Sills once wrote about Lana Del Rey, the idea that pop stars don't have teens behind them, that they're the sole authors of their music, that nobody is styling them. Those are sort of antiquated notions in 2015. Yeah, exactly. So this sort of jumps off from what we were talking before, but I think that um, everyone knows like what goes into a pop act. I don't think that we, like we all know that they're not, they don't write, they don't, like, they aren't the only ones who write their music and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And, like, people um, assume that, um, I guess, teenage girls don't know that. And they're like, oh, but, like, they don't write their music. Or, like, oh, they have, like, people styling them. Or, like, and people are a mm-hmm. lot of times turned off by that. But I think that most, if not all, celebrities have um, people styling them or like helping them behind the scenes creating their image yeah like I don't understand like what do you think like celebrity status is like it's not just like one person just like 
floating around just getting famous somehow. Yeah, not all, like, it's not possible that all celebrities have perfect skin and perfect makeup and know how to dress extremely well and know how to do this and know how to do that. It's not true. They have people helping them, people, you know, creating their image for them. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot that goes behind the scenes that we don't even know about. And I think that it's stupid to think that, like, just because that that's going on, and it happens to all celebrities, that we shouldn't, like, pop acts. Mm-hmm. And, like, we know what, like, and I think we know more sometimes than people who think they might know what's going on behind the scenes. Like, we're so critical of that Mm -hmm. all the time, and we're wanting to know what's going on, you know? We're wanting to figure out what's real, what's not real, what's in it for a business, because it is a business, Mm -hmm. you know? Music is a business, and people have to make money, and they have to create the right things that are going to sell, and, like, you go back and you look at... Uh, I think especially more when One Direction was in the early days, mm-hmm. everything that went into making them this really like uh, band that's going to appeal to like a certain audience, you can see what went into that. Exactly. Um, so we're not blind to that. Yeah, and I think that like um, going into the One Direction fandom, I've learned so much about media and celebrity culture. It's and like like what goes on behind the scenes. It's just so interesting to me. Um, I Mm -hmm. really, I mean, I guess I knew before, but I guess I just didn't like understand. And I think, um, like just knowing like in the beginning when all the boys like were assigned, like there's certain like characteristics, like not uh, like Niall's like the cute one. Harry's like the, I don't know, the cheeky one. Um, Zane was like the mysterious one. Um, and I think just like, um, it's very intri- like very interesting to just like know how like boy bands were like built basically just to like sell and I think it's um I think that fans in general like they know more about that than people give them credit for and um mm-hmm. I think it's just interesting to learn about and I mean we're not um able to know everything clearly cuz a lot of it's like very purposely hidden um but I don't know mm-hmm. like when I was first like getting into them um I was just, like, thinking about the comparisons to, like, the Hunger Games and um, just how, you know, um, Katniss and Peeta were, like, um, told what to say and stuff. And I don't know, like, obviously that's that's a very intense um, comparison, but I think that's like, goes for all celebrities, how, like, it's more controlled than I think, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. But I think it's also just, like, and, interesting to think about. Yeah, and also I think it's hard to know... I think a lot of, I think, I'm not going to say One Direction's, like, the people, like, the boys aren't fake. Yeah. Um, I think they give as much as they can, and, like, they try to be real with their fans, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but also realizing that you can't really know the people so well. And I think this comes uh, more real to me with everything that's happened with Zane. you know? Yeah. I didn't, there's things he's done that I wouldn't think he would have done, and I don't know if he's just you know, he's going through a phase or something, but it it really means that you don't know who the person really is. You can get a good image of them, yeah. but like my image completely has changed of him. Mm-hmm. And I think a good comparison also is with YouTubers and they'll say this, they'll admit it. They'll say, you know, when I do a vlog, you're getting 10 minutes of my life that I want to show to you. You don't see everything else that's going on, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah. it's a very created image. Exactly. Like, that's to sell. And, um, like, vlogs, that's even, like, more personal. And the fact that, like, um, 
what am I trying to say? Like, they, even then, like, they're literally directly talking to the camera, um, which is even, mm-hmm. like, more of a personal level than, like, One Direction interacts with their fans in a lot of times. Um, but mm-hmm. um, even that's, like, there's a wall there. And, like, that's fine because, yeah. obviously, I don't expect anyone to share their entire lives with us. Like, you need your personal life. Like, it's necessary, mm-hmm. like, to live. You have to have private things. Um, yeah. But I just remember I watched these two YouTubers um, who were married for a while, and I watched them for, like, a good five years, um, CTFXC, if you guys, um, Charles Trippy and Ali Speed, if you guys um, watch them. Um, but they, out of the blue, it seemed like they announced their divorce, and I would never have expected it because they put on, like, an act for their vlogs because they, um, they did daily videos of their lives. And it just, mm-hmm. like, goes to show you that you, like, really never do know, like, what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. 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 And and we know that, you know. People think we don't know that, yeah, but exactly. we know that. Yeah. It's like, so we're weird. not we're not just like brainwashed. We're yeah. we're in the know, but we accept all of that and because, you know, One Direction and One Direction makes us feel happy. Yeah. Exactly. It's like very it's so much more complex than people give us credit for. Mhm. Okay, do you want to read the last bit? Sure. Um, And this sort of continues on with what we were saying. Mm -hmm. Um, The fans know what's going on behind the scenes of their favorite artists, just as they know how they're perceived. But what you won't learn unless you pay close attention is that they can critically engage with the what Girl Almighty says about them just as readily as they can squeal over Niall Horan's adorable face and that moment in Better Than Words when he goes PG-13. Assuming they're buying records, going to shows, crafting elaborate universes in the fanfiction they write, and cultivating inclusive conversations to do just one of those things doesn't give them nearly the level of credit they've shown they deserve. I love this paragraph um, so much. Yeah, all the little One Direction uh, things in it. It's yeah, nice. and it's just so true. Like, that's what we're talking about, like, how we can... We literally um, did talk about what Girl Almighty meant in last episode, mm-hmm. and we're also... Yeah. We, we critically engaged exactly. in, like, the meanings behind it and how it connects to, like, our patriarchal society. Exactly. That's not, that's not girls who just, who just squeal over Niall's adorable face. Like, we do both. hmm Yeah, and I really, I really just love this entire thing, and I think it just really goes to show how powerful um, the fandom is, and I think that this is a good... Um, precursor to our fandom episode because I'm like just thinking about like how much we're including that episode and it's like we're gonna it's gonna be a long one (laughs) (laughs) yeah so So you have a lot of like written in stories but a lot of stuff that we want to say and this definitely uh sort of explains how fandom cultures look down upon and we're gonna pretty much talk about why uh fandom culture is so awesome and why it shouldn't be looked down upon yeah it's gonna be like a Um, nice like sequel yeah so this was good yeah Um, i really liked this discussion i hope yeah and i hope it got like maybe people who didn't necessarily think about this all these things um thinking and if you did like awesome Mm -hmm. and write in and let us know what you thought of this because we're really passionate about this subject definitely okay so now we're going to move on to some short segments um we seem to get great feedback on the 1D as game that we like to play, like 1D as, you know, fruit, 1D as um, kitchen items or whatever. (laughs) And we've taken three suggestions from um, people who have written in 
Uh, I think we'll have time to get to all of them today. Um, yeah. But we're going to be starting off with um, a suggestion from uh, Sarah-Marie-67 um, on Tumblr who suggested we do 1D as makeup items. Mm-hmm. So... And I really liked this because a couple months ago when I couldn't sleep, I actually, like, um, just, like, tried to design, I guess, like, a new and improved One Direction makeup line. Like, you know how they have, like, their makeup line that, like, they really don't promote and it's, like, just, like, blue eyeshadow and, like, it's, like, $45 or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's, like, what I'm kind of basing mine off of, like, what my 1D um, new and improved um, makeup line would be. For each of the boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so who should we start with? Um, I have Zane first. Okay. What did you have for Zane? I had false eyelashes, just because I think... Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, he has the most, like, gorgeous eyelashes, and I'm just always so jealous of, jealous of like, boys' eyelashes, and I think he has, like, such great mm-hmm. ones. He literally has, like, a shadow when he's, like, looking down. Like, his eyelashes, like, give off a yeah. shadow. When he does that crinkly smile mm-hmm. with his eyes, mm-hmm. it's all squinchy. Um, I, in the same vein, I did Zane as winged eyeliner. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think I think those are both sort of like more fancy and um, I don't know. It's sort of like an extra topping, like a fancy topping to your eyes, either eyelashes or a winged liner. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I could see that. I could definitely see that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, then for Louie, I did red lipstick, but, like, in a matte color, I think, just because I'm really into that right now, mm-hmm. and I want to go get red lipstick today. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I think he's super loud, and red lipstick is loud, and it's on the mouth, which is where you talk from, mm-hmm. and I don't know, it's bold, and I think he's bold, um, but, like, matte because it's, like, more... Uh, maybe a little more classy or something. I don't really know. Um, I have Louie as a contour kit. And, um... Okay. Just because he has really great defined cheekbones, and I think that Mm -hmm. a contour kit can help you fake that you have those. And, um, yeah. Yeah, and I think that, like, I wish they did, like, actually... Um, do this for like the One Direction makeup line if they had like these specific things like I think they'd be really cool and have them based on the boys yeah exactly <laughs> get Zane eyelashes get Louis like cheekbones yeah <laughs> I feel like contouring I've tried it like once and it looked like I got mud on my face <laughs> I think I got it was it was Elf though the brand oh, yeah. so like I was going cheap mm-hmm. probably need something a little bit more high end than that yeah but. Yeah, can't really contour, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's hard. Like, there's, like, people... Have you seen, like, those tutorials, like, where it's, like... It's literally an art form. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, it's they, so and incredible. they blend it all in, but it's, like, streak, straight lines at first. Yeah. And then it blends in to make, like, a perfect face or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, okay, who? what did you have for Liam? I had... Okay, so my, in a, my original, like... Um, 1D makeup line. Like, I couldn't think of anything for Liam. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. I think um, I'm going to go with, like, a hearty chapstick, um, like a ah, Carmex or something. I see that. Because I think that he's, like, mm-hmm. low maintenance. Maybe not low maintenance, but, like, he's very, like, dependable, and I think, you know, you need a good old chapstick in your bag at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And he's got your back, and, you know, chapstick has your back. 
Or your lips. Yeah. For similar reasons, I chose foundation. I don't really wear foundation, but I think it's um, a good foundation. And Liam is like that, like, you know, base, like, structure, like, support system for One Direction, I think. And foundation sort of acts like that on someone's face. It's like, I don't know, the first thing that sort of goes on and it... I don't know. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I definitely agree. Thank you. Um, What do you have for Nile? I had blush the color of Nile's natural glow after a few pints. (laughs) Oh, beautiful. Mm -hmm. That should be the actual color. Could you imagine if that's what they called it? I would love that. I want them to, like, hire us to, like, design their makeup line. (laughs) They should. Like, it could do really well if they, like, made it more... Uh, like wearable and yeah, and like not like forty five dollars. Yeah, yeah. So hire us, One Direction. I think we've said that like in every single episode. Like. <laughs> probably. Well, that's why like they need to start using the fans, and I I think they probably do get stuff from the fans, but like more. You yeah. Know? Um, I had Nile as a colorful like turquoise waterline color. Um. Just because I think it's fun. I don't know. Some type of, like, pencil eye, like, turquoise waterline eye pencil or something. Oh. Because it's, like, a pop of color. Mm. Uh, it's, like, fun, more cheeky makeup. Like, not just the natural look that I usually go for. Yeah, I could definitely um, see that. And also, he has, yeah. like, those, like, nice blue eyes. So, that'd be a nice mm-hmm. little touch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, lastly, Harold. Mm-hmm. So I had you do for Harold? Um, lip color in his, like, no, wait, his lipstick. No, what am I saying? Lip color lipstick, like, his lip color. Because I feel like he has, a, like, a gorgeous natural lip color. I don't know if he actually wears oh, lipstick or anything. Um, and I said, um, in parentheses, I had creepy, dot, or question mark, question mark, maybe, but I buy, like, 20. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. His lips are such a nice color. Yeah. And they always look so, like, like, uh rejuvenating type thing like they don't they never look like peely i guess yeah they always look so nice yeah um i had body glitter for harry yes (laughs) i think he just sparkles and he's like body glitter and it's fun and it's silly and likes to party i don't know okay yeah body glitter just likes to have a good time oh my god why don't they make one direction body glitter i'd be all over that they should even if I had to go to Claire's to buy it, I love going to Claire's and seeing all the old One Direction stuff and just being like... Oh my god, me too. It, like, brings me back and then I want to buy everything. Yeah, and it's, like, pretty cheap sometimes. Like, the... mm-hmm. wow. I want to go hit up Claire's now. <laughs> yes. We'll do that when I come to Boston. Yes. We'll find the nearest Claire's. Which I'm coming in, like, five days or something. Oh my god. Wait, less than that. Wait, Aren't... is it less than five days? Yeah. I'm coming on Friday. Because it's Monday. <gasps> Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. This is so exciting. I know. Oh my goodness. Okay, let's move on to our next 1D as. This is from the 16th minute on Tumblr, and they suggested One Direction songs. So One Direction as One Direction songs. I love I found this. this one pretty tough. Like, I had to scroll through my songs. I don't know if I did such a good job, but I have reasoning behind each of yeah. them. Yeah, I'm not sure about mine either, but I just did like sort of the obvious choices, but I feel like that's, like, what I had to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for Liam, I chose Fireproof mm. because 
again, I feel like our reasoning's a lot of, like, the same type of thing yeah. for each thing we choose. But he's, like, fireproof is, uh, like, it means, like, you, you're strong, you're, you're fireproof this time, no one's gonna, like, get to you or whatever. And I feel like he's sort of that guy in one direction who is protecting the other boys or, you know, being that um, more foundation type of thing who's gonna, like, take care of things in interviews and, yeah, I don't know, take care of his boys. Yeah, I feel like he would definitely, like stand in front of someone and like he's definitely done this before like stand up for someone and like rather like take the hit himself than like put mm-hmm. someone else through it mm-hmm. um i just had no control and i feel like i just like tie him so closely to that song now i just like can't pry them apart really why why do you tie him more than louis um oh oh did i say i said louis i meant louis we're on liam we are <laughs> yeah oh i thought you said louis no, I said Liam. Oh, what the heck? Okay. Okay. I definitely heard Liam, <laughs> but I mean Louie. Wow. Too many L's in this universe. Okay. Um, I was really surprised that you were, like, shocked, shocked at, like, when I was saying Louie for no control. Okay, anyway. Um, for Liam, I had... Oh, also, okay. That means... <laughs> um, that still stands, like, what I was saying about the whole fireproof thing. But also, he saved his friend from the fire, um, and that's mm-hmm. true. Like when I brought that up, like a bunch of episodes ago, and I thought that I might have been mm-hmm. hallucinating. That's actually true. Um, yeah, I saw stuff popping up again about it. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a really weird dream if I just had that. Anyway, okay. So for Liam, I had Alive, and I really don't know why, but like I always like whenever I listen to that song, I just imagine Liam like in plaid, like doing his little jig on that he does on stage like, on a table, Mm -hmm. like, in some rundown bar in, like, North Carolina, Mm -hmm. and I don't know why, but it's just the image that comes to my mind, and I'm not going to question it. Mm -hmm. And I think that song does fit, like, his personality, too. Yeah. Like, you know, go out, have fun. I don't know. Not his old personality when Mm -hmm. he was, like, little Liam, innocent boy. One kidney. But, uh, (laughs) one kidney Liam. Yeah. Um, But I think now it fits more closely to his personality. Mm -hmm. Uh, okay, let's do Louie then. Okay. Do you want to explain your Louie? Yeah, okay. So I chose No Control um, mm-hmm. just because, I mean, the No Control Project and, like, how, like, grateful he is of that and just how, like, that he leads the chorus and the fact that he doesn't have control and he's very, like, he loves doing pranks and, like, just, like, messing around on stage and stuff. And I feel like that just, like, really suits his personality. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really choose between No Control and Live While... We're young. Mm, mm-hmm. I thought, because, like, No Control is so closely associated with Louie now. Like, it just is his song to me. Yeah. And, but Live While We're Young, I think that also represents Louie's sort of life motto type thing. Yeah. Like, go have fun. Don't take things too seriously. Like, let's just have a good time. I don't know. Definitely, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, okay, then for Harry, I had Story of My Life. Mm-hmm. which I don't really know why, but I always think of the music video and I, I associate, I guess because he sings the um, the chorus of this song, I just really associate it with him. Yeah. And I think it's more for me, like not the lyrics, but like the sound and the feeling I get when I listen to Story of My Life. Yeah. It's a very like homey feeling and like warm feeling mm-hmm. that it like, I don't know. And that's what Harry is to me, sort of like warmth and love type thing. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, and also I feel like he's very family oriented and I mean, I guess all of them are, but I think definitely like we see in the public eye more like, so like Gemma and Anne, 
Um, mm-hmm. So we like know how close he is with them. Um, yeah. I'd happily, um, just because I think, I don't know, I just get so like happy like listening to that song. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very aptly titled. Um, and I think he's like, I feel like I could just see him just like doing a little jig to this song, just like really getting down and just like jumping around. And mm-hmm. I think it's just like more of a folksy kind of sound. And it just like, really just sounds warm to me like it just like sounds yeah. like a warm like fall like crisp air like I don't know just like warm like tea or like something I don't know it just mm-hmm. like sounds like a very fall oriented song also like story of my life and I guess I don't know why yeah it, they sound very similar they're they're in that same vein mm-hmm. it, which is like you know this the vein that I want to see Harry go in in some ways when if he goes solo you yeah know? yeah definitely and I think it's, we should do, like, One Direction as seasons, because I'd like to see that, but I don't know, like, I would think that what Harry would be, like, more summer, but, like, for some reason, for me, like, he, Harry's more, like, fall. I don't know why, but, like... Mm-hmm. Um, no, I see that, too. I can feel that. Yeah. Um, and then who do we have left? We have Zane. Oh, and Niall. Yeah. What'd you do for Zane? I did, um, the chill remix of Little Things, and that's what it's actually called on, um, YouTube, and I highly recommend you guys searching that out. I'll put it also on our Tumblr. Um, and it's just, like, um, this really cool remix of Little Things, and it just, like, it is a very chill remix, um. And is it still One Direction singing, though? Yeah, it's just, like, some, um, some person, like, just did, like, a cool remix of it, and, like, just made it more, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, just, like, a more different sound than, like, the acoustic sound of Little Things. Um, it was more, like, R&B-ish, and it just, like, it's really, it's mm-hmm. a really cool song, and I think that that's very zane I'll have to listen. Yeah, it's really cool. I highly recommend. For Zane, I had Tell Me a Lie. And this this one is because um, Tell Me a Lie, to me, is like the whoever got broken up with in the song is saying, like, tell me a lie. Tell me, like, don't, don't say you just wanted to go be with someone else. Tell me that, like... Uh, or I mean, no. What does it say? It says like, um, hold on. I'm gonna forget to look up these lyrics. <laughs> I don't want to get this wrong. Um, tell me I'm a screwed up mess. I think it's like tell me I never listen or something. Oh yeah. Okay. So it's like, tell me there's a reason that you left me. Mm-hmm. Um, like rather than you just want to be with someone else or whatever. Like the the person is saying like I need a reason why you left. Like what did I do wrong? And I sort of have that feeling with Zane right now because, you know, he left and I just can't figure it out. And One Direction, the boys, like, why'd you leave them? Damn. I don't know. I need, I need a good reason that you left that I just don't have yet, I feel. I feel like Caitlyn's not going to be, I mean, maybe me too. I feel like Caitlyn's not going to be, like, um, happy with Zane until he, like, writes her, like, a 10,000 um, word apology letter. <laughs> Oh, yeah, probably. That's what I'm expecting. Yeah. I need, like, I need a personal apology to me. So. Written on a scroll with, like, an ink pen, ink quill. Yep, yep. Hand delivered. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. What would you have for, oh, did we do, you did Zane already, yeah. right? Okay, then what do you have for Nile? I had Act My Age, and I think that's me just, too. yeah, it's a very Nile song. He always just, like, jigs around on stage with Liam in the beginning, and I think, like, when mm-hmm. you first heard that song, I think Niall is, like, the one that popped into your mind, just, like, jigging around mm-hmm. in, like, a bar with, like, 
drinking some beer. Like, it just yeah, so... Yeah, I can picture him old singing that song, you know? uh, Me too. I'm going to be right along with him. Like, that's going to be my karaoke yep. song when I'm freaking 70. I don't know. <laughs> yep. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely his song. Yeah, for sure. Okay, then we have the last one from Patty, or P House 1964 on Twitter, um, who suggested we do 1D as holidays. And I know, Kara, you said you had trouble with this one. Yeah. Um, do you want to start it off? Sure. Um, I'll start with Louis. Um, okay. I tried to do, like, more uh, holidays that, like, I thought weren't just um, U.S.-based, Hopefully I did. Okay. I, I did um, Halloween for Louie, and I think that most people... Me too! Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, and I was, Yeah, he's definitely Halloween. Yeah, he definitely is. And um, I think that the night before, Mischief Night only happens, like, in the Eastern Oh, my part. God. My sister and I were literally trying to think of what the night was called. We were like, is it Fool's Night? Like, something... Like, it was two days ago we were trying to do that. Mischief Night. Yeah. I have to tell her. Yeah, yeah, I try. I had to, like, think about it for so long before I could think of, like, what it was called because I haven't, like, heard it in Toilet a while. Toilet Paper Night. Egg Throwing Night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's only in, like, the Northeast of the U.S. because... I've, oh, like, really? Yeah, and I didn't realize it was so, like, it was just us, but, um, Mischief Night, if, no, if, um, anyone doesn't know, it's the night before Halloween where people just go out and do, like, some pranks, and a lot of the times it's, like, throwing eggs at houses and, like, toilet, like, throwing toilet paper in trees of people's houses, and it's, like, stupid pranks, like, it's not funny, like, mm-hmm. I've never done it because I feel like it's no. just, like, rude, it's not, like, a good prank. It's, like, illegal. Yeah, that too, but, um, that's, like, what Mischief Night is. Um, I feel like mm-hmm. Louis more, I don't know, he's definitely Halloween, because I think he would, I don't know, he just, like, always does get into Halloween, huh? He, like, always dresses up and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and he's more of, like, um, just, like, that lighthearted, like, kid at heart kind of guy. Yeah, and I could see him, like, wanting to, like, give candy at doors, or, yeah. like, be with his sisters, because he has a whole bunch of little sisters, like, dressing up and stuff. Mm. Although I know Halloween's probably, or... I don't think it's as big in England. I don't think it's becoming so, no. more. It's becoming bigger, but still, I would love to see that happen. Yeah. Um. Okay, and then I mean, I sort of went with American holidays for some of them, but mm. I didn't know that many holidays. Yeah. Um. So for Niall, I did Fourth of July. Mm. Even though he's British. Uh, <laughs> um, Irish. Think, Irish. Oh, sorry. You know, no, British. British it includes oh, Ireland does? and I think so. Oh, okay. Never if mind. you're from the UK, I don't know. Yeah, I'm get very Write confused. Us in. Yeah, I do get confused. Um, but I think it's like the fireworks and you know you're eating watermelon and picnicking and you're outside and you're barbecuing and you know Niall loves a good barbecue. Like, oh yeah. He will talk about his barbecues. Didn't and it's like, like summer and hot. Yeah. What? Um, wasn't his birthday cake, like, at some point, like, literally his grill? Like, his friends got him a birthday cake that was his grill. I haven't seen that. I'm oh pretty God, sure that that's happened. That's so cool. I'll try to find we'll a picture pretend of that. it did. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like he's a 4th of July. I could definitely see that. He's de- definitely, like, summer in my eyes. He's very, like, mm-hmm. warm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did New Year's for him. Um, mm-hmm. Just because... 
it's probably my favorite holiday and I don't know if it's like technically a holiday but I think it's just like so fun because you're always just like with friends and just like celebrating the year and just like I think that there's no real expectations mm-hmm. of like how great it's going to be because sometimes other holidays like sometimes Christmas like has too many expectations like tied with it but I feel mm-hmm. like New Year's just like is a great time because you're just like there to celebrate and like you know Niall likes a good drink so um New Year's is always a time that people like drinking so yeah Mm-hmm. And, and I think like at least for us New Year's is more it's not so regimented you know yeah. like you said less expectations it's just sort of like have a good time yeah. like an excuse to like get together watch a ball drop and like eat food and whatnot like yeah. I don't know yeah I love New it's Year's it's a good one me too um okay then I had Thanksgiving for Liam oh um I think it's just, you know, like a wholesome time. You're you're giving thanks, giving back. I just feel like Liam sort of, I don't know. It's a a very, like, more classic, like, softy type of holiday. Not, like, crazy loud or, you know, partying. It's just more, like, wholesome, I guess. I could definitely see him as that. Um, What did you have for Liam? I had Valentine's Day. Just because I feel like it's, like, kind of, like, a classic holiday. And, like, some people, Mm -hmm. like, call it, like, Hallmark and, like, um, what's the word? Like, commercial and stuff, which I can see, too. But at the same point, at the same time, it's, like, I feel like Liam would be the type of guy who would, like, go all out for, like, his loved one on Mm -hmm. um, Valentine's Day. It was, like, I feel like he'd be, like, classic, like, red roses, like, rose petals, like, candles. I feel like he's that kind of classic kind of guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why I think he's Valentine's Day. Yeah, he definitely, like... I feel like he would definitely do that, like, with Sophia and whatever. Yeah, and I feel like he has a big heart. It'll be interesting if he does anything this year and posts it. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of far away, but... Yeah. <laughs> Look into the future. Yeah. Um, And then we have Zane. I did New Year's for Zane mm. because I think it would be a New Year's party that would be, like in a city, like, in a really tall skyscraper, like, on a rooftop or something, where they're all, like, drinking classy champagne or something, and everyone's, like, in black tie. The really fancy New Year's Eve party. I could see that. So the opposite of Um, ours. (laughs) Yeah, the opposite of ours, which is, like, super chill, and we're, like, lazing around, and we, like, wear dresses, but then we change out of them right away. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, what do you have for Zane? I had winter solstice. (laughs) Oh my god, that's good. That um, is good. Yeah, just because I feel like he's not, like, a commercial holiday. I feel like he's just, like, I don't know. I don't even know what really people do for winter solstice. I feel like he's just, like, a kind of, you just go into the woods and just, like, embrace nature. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if that. Zane would like the woods. Do you think he's, like, adventurous like that? I or? feel like he would go and go and take some pictures of the woods like at the outside of the woods post it on and, his like, tumblr yeah post it on tumblr or instagram make it black and white mm-hmm. even though like he should make it color but that's okay and then like that's what he would do and you know he would mm-hmm. embrace it in that sense in the aesthetic sense mm-hmm. maybe he would like right. maybe he would like like gazing on the stars too because i love doing that and i feel like yeah. he would like doing that too so you know nice winter gazing on the stars uh-huh uh, and then who do we have left? Harry. Yep. What did you put for Harry? I had two. Um, my first instinct was to go with Arbor Day. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just Wait, because what day? Arbor Day. Like, when you plant trees. Arbor? Oh, I've never even heard of that day. What? Okay. That's 
a day? Yeah. It's just like, you just plant trees, I think. I don't know why it's called Arbor Day, but... Um, when I, is that? You just, I don't know when it is, but I know you plant trees. Oh, you're acting like I don't, like, it's weird that I don't know Arbor Day. You don't even know when it is. Well, I know you plant trees. Okay. <laughs> um, and I feel like Harry is like a tree. And I feel like he would I don't just... think you need any other explanation than that. I think people would get it. Yeah. <laughs> Harry yeah. is a tree. He honestly is. He's like the wise tree from Pocahontas. <laughs> um, the grandma. Is there like the grandma willow? Yeah, Harry's like grandma tree. Oh, also, I also had, I had two. And my other one is Mother's Day, just because I feel like he's like a mama's boy in a good way. And also... Uh. Yeah. He would love to be he a likes mother. pregnant people. Yeah, that too. Yeah. I was looking at this thing, um, and I was po- I posted it on Tumblr, mm-hmm. um, or I reblogged it on Tumblr. Yeah. It was, like, different descriptions that people had called Harry, and they were, like, frog and this and that, and one of them was, like, my tall pregnant mother or something. Oh, like, a tall God, pregnant wait. Can you, like, read some of those? Because they're so funny. Can you, like, pick a few? Because I saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'll read some. Okay. Hold on. Um, it was hilarious. I know. Okay. Um, there was, uh, oh no, oh there it is. Okay, um, uh, gentle succulent plant, um, high class renaissance Venetian courtesan, I don't know what that one is, um, awkward, no, I don't like that one, (laughs) alien commute. Alien chameleon from Mars, baby frog, hyperallergenic pillow. So true. Um, <laughs> tiny ballerina with noodle limbs. Um, the soft strand of silk delicately wrapped around a ro- red rose and given to a princess of the highest order. My tall pregnant wife. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> a block of soft tofu. I love that uh, one. They're just, I don't know. These are just so funny. I know. I'll I love the descriptions. That. Oh, love my lava lamp son. Oh, is that me? <laughs> Did I write that, honestly? I don't know. <laughs> These are just, like, the greatest things. Could be. And I feel like everyone understands that, that he is those things. You know, the descriptions are just so on point. Yep. Okay, so Harry, I had Christmas, and... Um, it's, like, for similar reasons that I chose story of my life. Mm. But I think despite, like, the, the things that can go wrong with Christmas, like, you know, the expectations and whatever. Um, and I know Christmas can be hard for some people because they have to, like, interact with their family. And yeah. that can be tough. Yeah. But um, I don't know. At least for me, Christmas is very family-oriented. And I feel like there's a lot of love. And it's very, like, I don't know, warm feeling. Just it has that story of my life feel for me. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I agree. Okay. Okay, so if you guys have any other ideas, like, in, I think we still have more stored up for suggestions that we got, but um, if you just want to send us fun suggestment suggestions for 1D as um, dot, 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 definitely do, because these are silly. And I know my mom, at least, tells me that she plays along when she listens. She'll, like, pause it and think of something and, like, try to see if it was the same thing as us, which I think is a really fun thing to do. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, like, let us know what you chose for these different things, if you agreed or had other ideas. Yeah, I'd love to hear um, those. Yeah. Um, and now we're going to move on to our feedback segment. Um, so the um, question of the week last week was, like, what do you have to say about Girl Almighty and Seal My Girl? And, like, how would you compare them and the differences you see or your interpretations of the song? 
Um, so our first thing comes from P House 1964 on Twitter, who said, um, for Girl Almighty, again, I see this as a kind of love song to the fans. We are the Girl Almighty. We can do whatever we set our minds to, and we don't have to be what people want us to be. We are who we are, and it might be loud and abrasive, but we can get we can get stuff done. Fans love it. Fans love is not fake. It's real. When you stop thinking of songs in terms of a single person and as more of a universal person, it makes more sense and is even more powerful. I think this is why I love the song, why this song is so loved by the fandom. Um, yeah. And I definitely agree with all that. Yeah. Um, and I uh. think that's why girl almighty like is such a, um, like a phrase that people want tattooed on them because it, it does relate to mm-hmm. so many different people. Um, mm-hmm. And it just it's like, just so empowering. It really is. Yeah. And when you look at it as like a, a love song to the, to the fandom, it's just really cool. Yeah. I love that. Um, and then for story of my life, I mean, for not story of my <laughs> life, steal my girl. Um, she said, listening to your analysis, I am more set in my feelings that this is about the fans of the band and not any specific girl. The way fans have been treated by the media in the past as little screaming girls that know nothing and are just fanatics, shaming fans away. We aren't that, damn it. We've, and we've proven it last, this past year. Um, what is IMO? In my opinion. Oh, in my opinion. We are loyal and strong, again, making our boys strong with us. And I think um, I'm going to read another one, too, before we respond to these, because um, someone else said a very similar thing about um, Steal My Girl Mm -hmm. being about the fandom. Mm -hmm. And this was um, Sarah Marie on Twitter. And she said, interesting discussion. I definitely agree with most of your points, but I've also heard that Steal My Girl could be about the fans. And I think that makes it a lot more meaningful. If everyone's, if everyone, musicians, wants to steal Wendy's girls, directioners, that speaks volumes of how awesome our fandom is and how everyone wishes they had fans who were as de- dedicated and amazing as us. In the vein of Girl Almighty tattoos, I want to get a tattoo of Girl Almighty in Louis' handwriting with a hot air balloon when I turn 18, of course. Um, looking forward to the fandom episode. Um, so, yeah, I think, I know you really liked the, um, fandom interpretation for Steal My Girl. Yeah, I think that, um, also the line about, like, there's a couple billion in the whole wide world, like, there's a lot of fans, that whole line, that could be a thing. Um, and also, um, I like that interpretation a lot more than, like, what we talked about, but I think it could be really seen either way. Or, like, any mm-hmm. way. Because there's a lot of interpretations, and I think that's, like, why songs are just so cool and, like, why literature is so, like, debated and, you know, just why meanings mm-hmm. of things are debated. And I think that it's cool that it can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Yeah, and I love that both of you wrote in with the same comment because we didn't, like, even think about it. We discussed, I think, Girl Almighty as being about the fans, but we never talked about Steal My Girl being as the fans. Yeah. Um, which definitely adds a whole new layer to the song. And, yeah, definitely. Um I definitely, definitely like that interpretation better. Yeah. Um, but again, I don't know if that was, like, our interpretation or what, like, it was intended to be like that, you know? Yeah. So. But I think there's, like, something to be said um, about, like, how the people who, like, hear the media and then um, consume the media um, interpret mm-hmm. it. Because I know, especially with literature, um, the way that an author writes something isn't 
necessarily the correct way because like once they put it out in the world like it's open for anyone to interpret it and I think it's like um it's important to like know how the people who like actually like listen to the songs like interpret it Mm -hmm. I think that's like also Mm -hmm. very important there's not like one right or wrong answer yeah how people each find meaning in songs yeah definitely Okay, and then um, do you want to do the Hello Sophie one? Yeah, so Hello Sophie on Twitter said, After listening to the latest Talk Direction podcast, I've decided I must have a Girl Almighty tattoo. And um, I sent this to Caitlin, and, like, we both, like, agreed that we both, this is, like, making us want a Girl Almighty tattoo even more now. And Mm -hmm. um, I like how Sarah Marie also said that she wanted, um, she's deciding to get a Girl Almighty tattoo, too. Um, so mm-hmm. if any of you end up getting it, definitely, like, um, send us pictures because I'd love to see it. Yeah, I think it's so cool. Like, what if you're older and you come across someone with a Girl Almighty tattoo that could, like, be like, hey, you were a One Direction fan or are a One Direction fan because mm-hmm. they'll still be going when we're older. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's so cool. Like, I wonder how many people have actually gotten it tattooed. Yeah, and I don't know if you saw the thing Hello Sophie also sent us on Twitter. It was, like, a master post of all these different pictures of people who had Girl Almighty tattoos. And yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I'm definitely going to link that in our show notes, too, because I loved seeing how everyone had different, like, interpretations and, like, put their own personality mm-hmm. in it. And I think it was just really cool because it wasn't all, like, one just, like, the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think it's just so cool. Yeah, and and this is the first 1D song where I've seen people really doing something like that, you know, getting this one song yeah like on them it really means a lot to them yeah um okay and then we had um something on twitter that i wanted to just talk about that wasn't in response to the um question of the week Mm -hmm. that was from i bet my life and uh they sent us a picture of um, it was like Harry from the Steal My Girl video, different clips of him. You know when he walks through that door and then the door's not there because it's part of a sky or whatever? Yeah. Um, and then there's – so it's it's like pictures of that and him like looking around. Um, and the captions are, just going to see the One Direction fandom for a second. Huh, it's cool in here. Okay, that's enough for today. Door is gone. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> like – <laughs> pretty much sums up the One Direction fandom. You come in, you're checking it out, and then you're sucked in and you can't leave. Pretty yeah, much. pretty much. Which I thought was really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, do you want to do the Anon on Tumblr? Yeah, sure. So we got an Anon on Tumblr, and they said, In the episode where you're talking about the Believe in Magic Cinderella ball, the weird red vest and suspenders were from a random person in the crowd. I can't remember his name, but he was periscoping the e- event and the host called him up on stage and started randomly auctioning off his clothes. It was quite funny. Just thought I'd solve the mystery for you. Love the show. Um, <laughs> this is the funniest story, and I'm so glad you wrote in telling us and, like, solving the mystery for us. Um, I love how, like, One yeah. Direction fans just, like, know everything. It's so cool. Um, mm-hmm. This story is hilarious, but imagine, like, being the person who was called up on stage, and, like, what if you actually loved your outfit that day? <laughs> and, like, um, they're just, like, like auctioning away your clothes and you're just like I mean I can't do anything about it (laughs) that would suck yeah but I think like this is with anyone with Louie and Liam involved like this could definitely happen like auctioning off random people's clothes that would happen with One Direction yeah definitely so this was funny yeah Um, I wonder it sounds like the person was saying it was quite funny like maybe they were there at the event 
I would love to know. That's so cool. Yeah. Or if there's like a video of it happening, yeah. I want to see that video. So send it in. Yeah, because periscoping is like when you live, like you're live streaming the event on your phone. So um, maybe they saw that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know what that meant. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So let's move on to tweet of the week. My tweet of the week is from All Is In Larry Land on Twitter. And I don't know if they were the first person to... Oh, no, it seems like it might be from someone else originally. Anyway, you can find it through uh, Anne's Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a picture of... Um, Harry's mom posted a picture of herself when she was, I guess, like in grade school. Um, and they put it right next to the picture that uh, has been around for a long time of Harry when he was in grade school. And I don't know how old they are. They look like about like nine or something. Mm-hmm. Um, eight. I don't know. Yeah. And it's just, they look so similar. It's crazy. Yeah. Like both of them next to each other. It's such a similar photo. You would think they were twins or something. Like their cheeks are like the same roundness. I know. And their smile is so similar. It's just, I don't know. Like that, it's shocking to see that. Yeah. I think like Harry, Gemma, and Anne look so much alike now. Yeah. Uh, as well. It's just weird to see. I don't know. Yeah, it was really cool and crazy. I'm okay, so I didn't realize like how people got that picture of Anne, but the fact that like she posted it makes me feel better because I thought some like someone just how like someone Oh no, it she was doing it's I think it's for a charity thing. Okay. Um, where you like post a picture of when you were younger. So oh, yeah, she posted it herself and she was like talking about how she was like the person who like was connected to this person who posted these pictures, saying like how cool it is to compare her and Harry. Um, oh okay. Yeah. This, yeah. So, yeah, no sketch stuff going on there. Okay, that's good. Um, so I have a couple Tweet of the Weeks, um, or Tweets of the Week. <laughs> um, my first one comes from a listener, and they um, sent this to our Talk Direction Twitter. Um, and they said, or this is I Study Rainbows, which I love your username, by the way, with a Z. Um, and they said, when the podcast you've been dying to listen to uploads a new episode... And then um, they posted a picture of, like, One Direction, like, celebrating on the X Factor. And I thought that was, like, so sweet because she sent it to, like, us. Um, And Mm -hmm. I, like, showed it to all my friends and I was just, like, really, really happy. And, like, it just made me really happy. Um, And that was, like, really sweet. I know. I know. It was, like, insane to, like, think that, like, people actually listen to us and, like, enjoy our our podcast. Like, we're just two random girls, like, podcasting in our dorm rooms, you know? Uh, It's just weird to have people responding like that. It makes me feel so happy. I know. Oh, man. I was, like, tweeting the other, or, like, yesterday how just, like, kind people have been to us. And just, it's really, it makes me really, really happy. Thank you Mm -hmm. so much, everyone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And also, my other tweet of the week was from today. Um, I woke up and saw and Niall had tweeted this. Some of the questions I get asked on Twitter are absolutely hilarious. You guys are brilliant. And then also some and some of the stuff you guys say, dot dot dot, too funny. Wish I could get to know you all. And I think that's really sweet. And um, that was so lovely. I favored yeah. that. That's beautiful. Yeah. I didn't favorite it, but now I did. Um yeah, I really <laughs> like that. <laughs> I like wonder where he's what questions are he is he seeing like yeah. I know if you look on the responses to those tweets a lot of it is kind of like gross and not yeah something that you'd be like oh I want to meet you all <laughs> yeah because people just like put crap on responding to a lot of the boys tweets yeah but I wonder how he searches for like questions does he just search himself on Twitter or something I don't know I don't know all his acts mm-hmm. all his notifications 
but I thought that was so nice to mm-hmm. see him wanting to be best friends with all the fans. Definitely. Okay, now we're going to move on to recommendations of the week. Uh, my recommendation of the week is to go check out a gift set that we will post on our Tumblr of Harry talking to a woman in the audience about getting pregnant. And it's just super funny and just goes to show you how much he loves babies and pregnant people. And it it was just Harry being like a dork and a weirdo and a goof. I don't understand like how he knew that they were trying to have a baby. Do you think they had a sign? Maybe. I think he was saying like, we're trying, maybe the sign said like, we're trying to get pregnant or something. Which kind of strange, but you know, I mean, it's gonna you get you catch Harry's attention. Yeah. Um, when I was trying to explain this to my friend, I was saying that like Harry was talking to people who were trying to have a baby, and they didn't realize that like it was in a concert. They're like, "How did he know? Like, did he walk in on them or something?" <laughs> like, <laughs> no, yeah, just no. casual in the middle of a concert. Yeah. Like, what other musician does that? No other musician. Yeah. That's just so strange. I'm I know. So Harry. My friend just didn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay, um, my recommendation is to watch um, a video from Matt Belisai, who's on BuzzFeed, and... Um, I feel he, like we mention him, like, once every episode. I know, he's great. Um, he does this, like, weekly series where he gets, like, um, day drunk on wine and just, like, complains about things. It's called Wine About It. I don't know if I said that. But he did a special episode this week, and it's called Questions I Have for British People, and on the show he has Gemma, who's Harry's sister, and it's just really funny, and he's just asking all these questions about, like, England and, like, um, English culture, and, like, she's getting, like, so annoyed, but, like, it's in a jokey way, so it's really cute. Um, I really love these videos. Yeah, me too. He's so funny. A lot of times, a lot of times these things, like, these type of things, you they don't end up actually being funny, but I literally find myself, like, laughing out loud to myself when I watch them. Yeah, he's hilarious. They're, like, and they're so nice. relatable, because mm-hmm. a lot of the Wine About It Wednesdays are, like, why going outside is the worst? Why, <laughs> like, whatever is the worst? And yeah. you're, like, yes, I don't want to go outside, or yes, I don't want to do this. Like, yeah. it's just so relatable. Matt just gets um, it. And having Gemma there, she just looks so pretty there. I was, like, oh, I know. You're, oh, my God. You're my style icon. Yeah, and, like, her hair, I just love how she did it, like... I know. Yeah, it was cute. Yeah. Okay, so, um, our question of the week is, have you ever felt looked down upon, um, being a One Direction fan? Has anyone made any, like, comments towards you or anything, and how have you dealt with it? Um, so definitely just write us in, because we'll talk about that, I think, on, maybe on our next episode or our fandom episode, um, which is coming Mm -hmm. up soon, don't worry. Yeah. Um, and then also just general feedback and suggestions for the show. We want to hear your thoughts and opinions on anything we discussed today, or um, also feel free to send us in stories you want to discuss, have us discuss either like main discussion topics. Is there like a certain music video or song that you want us to dissect or songs to compare like we did um, last week? So let us know. Um, and also last reminder that we're going to the Boston concert. So if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so by contact contacting us on all our social media but um thank you so much for listening to episode 12 of talk direction um make sure to follow us on twitter at talk underscore direction or email us at talk direction at gmail.com visit our website at talkdirection.tumblr.com or follow us individually on twitter i'm caitlin ir foster and that's c-a-i-t-l-i-n and kara where can they find you i'm kara underscore pond and kara is with a c 
Yep. And then also you can rate and review us and subscribe on iTunes. That way you'll get the new podcast every week as soon as it comes out and you won't have to wait. And also you can find us on SoundCloud. If you don't have um, iTunes, you can just go to soundcloud.com, I think it is, and then search Talk Direction. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week for episode 13. Bye. Bye.